You are listening to Media on the Madams. This is Amory Sky, Jazz, and Kiana. Hello, beloved. I can't believe February's almost over. I hope you had an awesome love month and got to love on yourself and the ones around you. So today we're going to do part two of our love series. We'll have Kiana back, who's the owner of Zuri Creative Services. We'll have um, my little sister Jazz, who's on, and Jazz currently works in tech. So we'll have three perspectives of newlywed, someone who's been married almost a decade, and someone who's in a long-term dating relationship. I hope you all enjoy our conversation Hi, and get all the shit uh, for the month of February here so that she can plot uh, some next month when month spring starts. We're going to do another love conversation have today. Have an awesome weekend. Uh, I have Kiana and Jasmine here. So ladies, can you introduce yourselves in whatever capacity you would like? Hi, I'm Jasmine. I am Amanda's friend of so many years and a, a newlywed. How long have you been with your husband how long have you been married i've been with my husband for a, a year almost two years and i ha- married almost two years and then i've been with him four years hello i'm kiana hasbury i own zuri creative services i'm a small business owner i'm a designer i'm a creative i'm black and excited about it and um, I love love. So what's up? <laughs> How long have you been married? Oh, our anniversary will be in May and we'll be married nine years. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Most days I feel really good about it. I'd say like 75% of the time marriage is hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful gift from God, but it is work. Yeah, for sure. My first question we're going to go back to marriage, but my first question is, what is your favorite TV character um, with their love story and journey? And how did that change uh, your vision of love for you? Or did you consider it, was it real or was it just made for TV? I would, I don't, I don't really have a, I didn't have a TV love for myself and my husband. Um, I saw more of myself in Whitley Gilbert (laughs) from uh, a different world as far as my personality style, but as far as, you know, how she found love and Dwayne and all that kind of stuff, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's how Jeremy is, but I would say um, we really like to watch or, you know, enjoy watching together. Um, Actually, crime crime people like on Ozark. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but they a team regardless. <laughs> you went from one stream to another. That's who I am. So, that's what I'm about. I don't know. We know you're very dramatic. <laughs> All three of us have a drama- dramatic flair. Right. I like to but, call it swag, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Kiana, who well, is yours? I would say my favorite characters 
they change with the times. And recently I fell in love. I have a love-hate relationship with Molly from Insecure, but now I love her and I love how they ended and she found love at the end of Insecure. I like how they showed her journey in her career. I'm very career, I've been very career oriented until I became a mother about five years ago and almost exactly five years ago. And that changed my perspective of things. So I liked them showing Molly in corporate America as being the only black face in the office. And then she transitioned to a uh, predominantly uh, black and brown office. And she happened to find the love of her life in that office. And so that was kind of like a fairy tale thing. Um, and I like to see that. We don't get to see that, see ourselves in those positions, having to hold our tongues and you know, be very carefully how we step around uh, the office. And then suddenly she is, has evolved into this more self-aware person. She's healing on a healing journey. She lost a parent. We got to see her as a round character. And then when she found love and the last place she expected to find it, because previously in corporate America, she wasn't surrounded by anyone she was interested in. But then she found herself in this whole nother environment with someone who she really didn't like at first. And then they turned out to be very much uh, compatible with each other. So I'm digging Molly from Insecure. I thought it would be Issa, but Issa, just, she just every which way. I couldn't, uh-uh, uh-uh. couldn't be Issa. So um, yeah. I will have to go uh, back to jazz with like Whitley and Dwayne. And mm-hmm. then I don't know why gravitate towards like Joan on Girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I think, hmm, weird dynamic. And then I just loved Kelly's character on Insecure. Kelly found love at the end, mm-hmm. but it that goes to another thing about sometimes they did not give plus size women the love life mm-hmm. uh, journey that they deserved. Mm-hmm. Because Kelly deserved that. Mm-hmm. And they didn't give her character enough. Mm-hmm the storyline yeah. but um i don't have any like other just one character it's a mix i like kelly she was my favorite but you're right i do think that we needed a little more time we just got kind of funny anecdotes you know like i would have liked to learn more about how they got you know let's see them on an awkward first date right and we saw more so molly and mm-hmm. Lisa. And then we just saw Tiffany's relationship regress. I think that was the only weird thing about Insecure. Was mm-hmm. They could have shown more about people's journeys than they did because everything else is relatable and insecure. Yeah, as far as I, like adulting and just life in general. But that was just mm-hmm. something they were missing. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was just because that show was about Molly and Issa and their friendship mm-hmm. more so than, you know, the love story of Kelly, but I did like the love story of their friendship. I did like that, you know, how they tried to keep in contact with each other. And that's really hard to do as adults and mm-hmm. how they went from, you know, all living and being super involved in each other's lives mm-hmm. to just kind of getting updates. And I think this, this is literally how it happens. You go from knowing every single detail about your friends' lives to the highs and the lows and not so much the middle. And um, so I did like how their friendships stayed beautiful and in a loving way the whole the whole way throughout. 
I think to add to that, they set a really good example of how you have to allow people to grow in their lives, even though, you know, I think the younger we are, the more we're into everyone's mm-hmm. business. But as we get older, we get different business, we get grown woman business, right? <laughs> and so we can't exactly be on the phone all day or in each other's faces all day. We have relationships, we have families, we have careers. So I really liked how they set it, the example of, well, let's just get together on our birthdays and we'll come to each other for our birthdays. And I thought that was cool because they allowed each other to uh, grow. They gave each other space, you know, and sometimes some friends don't understand, like they don't understand that you have, if you're a real friend, you have to let your friend grow, give your friends seasons so that you can come back together and learn from each other. So in the midst of that, my next question, what were your expectations of marriage and what are versus what you wanted or you thought you wanted versus now that you're actually married you've been married for over a year always almost a decade so what's your expectations or what are your expectations still that you have as you continue to grow they have not changed <laughs> <laughs> And they probably will not. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. But um, we keep it, we kept it when we were, when we were dating and um, he made it clear that his goal was to, you know, earn my love and affection and become married. We set some, we set some goals together that we wanted to have in our marriage. And so that's why they really haven't changed because nothing and they were just a few goals. They weren't, that's probably why. They were just general goals. And with the understanding that life happens. So we have to be a little malleable at times so that we, you know, to each other, because people's needs change, but our marriage goals haven't. And they've been, you know, so far, we've been doing pretty good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say what I thought marriage would be like, I had a bunch of examples from just peers and family observing their marriages. And so I kind of had an idea of what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, But I didn't really know how, I guess I didn't really know how, how much it is to bring somebody in your life fully, right? Where there's no time off (laughs) there's no distance there's no space no I'm joking but it's marriage right time off not over here well not not no time off but I mean like you know have a whole you know day or so where you don't see each other um but then it's weird though because there was a season where we went through this pandemic um where we were seeing each other every single day and working in the house every day and all that. And then he got a part-time job to help out a friend of ours at the rest at a restaurant. And he was gone till like two and three in the morning. And I was like, wait, wait, I don't really know. I think I kind of got used to you being here. You need to come on back. So that was an adjustment. So it's just, a, a I think marriage is just staying flexible, um, staying open to flowing with the seasons of life. Um, as much as you can, you know, we're in a season now where he is injured 
And so I'm having to take on more of a caretaker role that obviously was not at all who I thought I would be when I was standing at the altar. Um, so, you know, it's just <laughs> flowing with it, right? Cashing in on that sickness and health pretty early. Hey, we ain't gonna talk about that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's just, you know, staying flexible because life is gonna change. It's gonna, just as much as life has ups and downs, I think, you know, your your personality will change. Everything will change, like, like you were saying. And I think, you know, as long as you stay focused on those goals and, and the reason that even brought y'all together, you'll be fine. Um, and don't look to the left, to the right, up, down. You know, don't be looking at what everybody else got going on at their house. You know, worry about your own house and then you can really, you can really protect that and watch it flourish. I definitely understand the shock he felt when he worked restaurant hours. Yeah. Is an executive chef of his restaurant. Oh He's man. Like, I get that space. I get that. <laughs> okay. uh-huh. Yeah, that was a whole that was a whole different set of uh, adjustments, right? Like you we had created kind of this routine unofficially where we, you know, both working from home, hey. We get up together. We, I mean, we get up separately. We come together at breakfast. We got, you know, this whole routine. Anyway, uh, and then it went from, you know, hey, we're going to work out in the evening or we're going to do whatever we want in the evening to I got to go to work and I'm expected to report. When I say evening, I mean evening and weekends. And I got to report and I got to do this. And so it really kind of shook up, you know, shook up my little life because I was super, uh, used to this routine I was super comfortable in it you know we go get our little coffee on Saturday morning and have us a day go grocery shopping make it a whole thing but now um it's like hey I'm doing I'm back doing stuff by myself but it's weird because this person is now busy doing something else and it's taking a lot of time a lot more time than we thought and so it was an adjustment now he's not doing that anymore Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely a learning experience. And I learned that, Hey, I mean, I don't, obviously I don't mind if you decide to take up a part-time job, but let's think about the types of part-time jobs you want to take, you know? I think the main reason why I adjusted so well to my husband's career is because I worked through college and I was a server through college. Mm-hmm. So I had gotten to know restaurant folks. Now I didn't work upscale restaurants. But mm-hmm. I knew enough. I know what a double shift means. I know mm-hmm. what that means. Mm-hmm. I know that was the only job I've ever had. Where I literally wore holes through my sneakers mm-hmm. from being on my feet that long. So restaurant life is very tough. And if you are, um, I don't really know your background, but I do know the way I was raised by a single mother. I didn't, ha- I didn't see mom and dad all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had that example of, of a traditional marriage from my grandparents and from other aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. but not from my, my mother. So I was kind of trained to be by myself and solo most of the days. That makes any sense. Yeah. And I carry that into my relationships, even into my marriage where, okay, well, I don't got to hear from you every day. We good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's gotten to the point where, and, and I'm not judging anyone's relationship. I just gotten to the point where I know our relationship is healthier because we are not together all the time. So when we get yeah, back yeah. together after a double or after maybe 
I mean, he comes home every night, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. after a rest, he gets to rest because my f- schedule is flexible as a small business owner and I work from home. When we get together, we got some stuff to talk about, you know, it keeps it fresh, the chance to miss each other. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And it is interesting too. I like hearing the restaurant stories. Um, it's a, it was a good reprieve, but I'm glad that I'm glad he's done with it. I'll say that. <laughs> because I know Jazz relationship started off long distance at first. How was it from moving, going from long distance to both y'all being in Atlanta? That was an adjustment. It was an adjustment. It was an adjustment because, like I said, you know, kind of like the marriage thing, it went from, oh, I can see you when I want to see you or when, you know, I know three weeks, two weeks in advance, hey, he's going to come by, this is going to happen. Um, went from that to all the time. <laughs> and that's an adjustment because I was living my life out here when he was in Houston, not necessarily doing anything, but like I would go to my workout classes and all that kind of stuff. And so then it was like, okay, I got to introduce you to all these people and introduce you to the things that I like to do in my routine and my life essentially out here in Atlanta. And um, it was, it was a bit rocky. And then he came over and honestly, I swear, I did not know this, but he come to visit a bunch of times and then he moved here and I didn't even know he snored. Like, I don't know how I didn't notice that. And then when he got here and I was like, I don't know if I could do this. You snore. <laughs> Deal breaker all day. <laughs> I was like, you snore. He was like, Just yeah. playing. My husband snores. Right. I know, right? He he definitely snores. But I was like, I didn't notice that. And we, at that time, we had been dating, I don't even know, like nine months or something. And I did not notice that he snored. You're so all lovey-dovey. You didn't even notice that. I didn't notice. I did not notice. I was so I- excited every time he came to visit that I was just clueless to what was actually happening, going to sleep in the clouds, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> so he put you out. That's look, what it was. You look, look, happiness. You couldn't hear a thing. I was, I was like completely oblivious to life, right? So then I was like, okay, well, um, you snore. And he was like, yeah, uh, you, you just noticing this? I'm like, yeah, I kind of just am. So anyway, we had a very awkward conversation because um, I was kind of like, you know, I don't really know if I could do this. And I mean, we literally, I was like, I don't know if I could sleep with somebody every night or see somebody who, who snores and I, cause I'm not getting any sleep. I was so disturbed, you know? And I, obviously that was my perspective, but the thing about relationships that you learn is you always have to think about what you're saying and how you are, um, being perceived and how the other person is receiving it. So I tried to make it a point. I didn't find this out till later, but he was very hurt by that because he was like, you know, I just picked up, I moved here. I don't know anybody out here. You're the girl that I'm moving here for. And you telling me I can't sleep, you know, all that, you know, I was like, dang, I feel bad. Long story short, I felt bad. So, um, that was, that was probably one of the bigger adjustments, but also just communication. You know, that's something that I didn't know was a big deal for me. Um, obviously sleep was something that I felt was came with the relationship, but I just had to make adjustments. I'm like earplugs. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. Mouth Jazz, guard. Jazz is a queen on her throne. And so, what? yes, 
She's a queen on her throne. And I remember when she first started dating, dating Jeremy. And she was, oh, my God, he's this and that. And then I already knew when he moved to Atlanta. I was like, it's going to be something. She just, that diva is going to come through with something. When she call you, you just be ready for the story because it's going to be a story. <laughs> but myself, I'm in a long-term, long-distance relationship right now. Yeah. But we had a routine in Charlotte. And then I moved to this slow Midwest town. Um, oh. That was a whole, like, adjustment. Because we had a routine. Then he's going to move here. That's going to be something, like, totally different to to look forward to. Um, we, we adapt for people we love. I wear earplugs. We he has a, um, what's that, CPAP, that thing you put on your face? A CPAP. Make mm-hmm. it look like Bane from Batman. He got that. It's really sexy. It's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it on, like, ooh, watch out. Here listen, you sleep better. <laughs> yeah, right. I sleep better. Listen, the, my husband calls me queen, doesn't he? And I get my <laughs> sleep, don't I? <laughs> so. Listen. So, Amanda, does he snore? Yeah, I knew he snored because he would fall asleep on me on FaceTime. When we were just after a date and I would get home and we call each other on FaceTime and mm-hmm. that nigga would fall asleep on the phone and start snoring. And I was like, snap, snap, like, wake up, sir. And he was like, oh, I don't snore. I said, huh? Who told you that? <laughs> Your mama ain't never told you that since you were a little kid? Like, who yeah. told you that? <laughs> who lied to you? Who lied to you? So, yeah. Or he didn't realize he snored to the extent that he does i was like oh if i could screen record facetime i would just so you could hear yourself mm-hmm. spending more time with somebody you learn how to adjust and like kiana said you do adapt and i've adapted to this right now flying back and forth um lifestyle i can't wait till it ends but adapting to everything um that's required of you in your relationship Learning how to communicate to your partner is the most important thing. And love forces you to do that. Where would I be if I didn't adapt with those earplugs? Mm -hmm. Melatonin was required. (laughs) I would be stuck because both of my sons snore and the dog. Everybody snore with me. Oh, my God. Oh, shakes at night. So how did you all cope with your marriages in the pandemic? So our relationship actually got stronger in the pandemic only because we were on the same page about so much, you know, all the things that were going on in the news and everything. And he wasn't like, oh man, I'm trying to go out to the club. You know, March, 2020, when the world was shutting down, he was like, absolutely not. We're shutting down. You know, it was like, we were on the same page about it. And so that kind of started, um, a bunch of conversations about safety and making the right decision. Like we um, got sick at the end of 2020, I believe it was. Yeah. At the end of 2020. And it was because we were trying to go home around Christmas to visit our family. We actually caught it in the airport. And even though it didn't actually say COVID, we a hundred percent had all the symptoms, but anyway, we had, three weeks of pure misery and even that like we got a whole new appreciation for each other and the value of health and all those things and so now we like vitamins up in here it's conversations about long-term 
you know, fitness and we're healthier people. We build in more consistent routines, um, having deeper conversations about just long-term goals that we probably would have had eventually, but just this sheer amount of time we spend together is, is pretty, is pretty insane, um, honestly. And so I think it's actually made us stronger and better. I don't know. What, what do you think, Kiana? Oh, we had some struggles. We had some struggles because we were talking about uh, restaurant life. Well, Mm -hmm. he had just gotten a new position um, at a restaurant uptown in Charlotte. That was, that is very huge. And um, it was about to open. His part of his position was to help open the restaurant. Well, right when they were scheduled to open was when when we shut down. And so the restaurant furloughed everybody that came to on the party bus last, they were furloughed. So basically everyone um, that had been hired in the past year. Mm-hmm. So he had to come home. And I thank God that I run a successful business because we were fine financially. Um, but remember that whole used to getting time to myself situation? Mm-hmm. Well, I lost it. I, uh, because of that, I already like to work outside in the backyard, but now that became a habit because I would go outside, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that furlough happened. I'm in Charlotte. So it was right around when spring was opening up and the weather was really nice. So I worked outside a lot. He became Mr. Mom. That irritated me. We had two small children. Oh, that mm-hmm. irritated me because how are you going to try to be a better mama than me? But that was him <laughs> trying to and he did to step up and be more help in the household. Um, and so um, I know we definitely, it, it definitely helped with my weight loss journey because, because I, I did not, I stopped going, to, we both are gym rats. Um, but um, he went to gym, the gym, all the way to the gym, the gyms were shut down. Mm. funny story I did not agree with that I already had started working out at home because I was like nope no moss I don't want it we don't want it Mm-mm. I can do it in the backyard I can do my squats with the with the sandbags and Amanda knows how I can be so I when they shut down the gyms we had this big it was hilarious when we have a disagreement it looks hilarious he's a I'm short in stature he is tall you know mm-hmm. like mutton Jeff and so when the news announced, announced that the, the gyms had closed, I hop in the car, got the kids in the back, I drive to his gym, I'm, I'm feisty, I, got, I have a whole, whew. and I got mm-hmm. to that gym, and I called him, you better get out that gym, mm-hmm. came outside, I'm running and chasing him around the parking lot, lots on him, oh right? my gosh. <laughs> And other people are laughing. And this one lady's like, get him, girl. That's right. And I'm like, you can't come around my kids. With those yeah. So at first we didn't agree about um, every safety measures. I've always been the extreme, but mm-hmm. now we're on the same page. And, um, but I think that we had some struggles adjusting to being around each other so much. We love each other deeply, but yeah, we, it made us stronger because anytime you have a struggle and you stay together, usually you get stronger from it unless it's mm-hmm. an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. So Amanda, what about you? I started dating someone in the middle of the pandemic. So that's all y'all know. <laughs> that's, all, that's all we know. And he was scared yeah. of the pandemic. And 
even though I've known him from ye- for years, I think that helped us a lot that I've known him for mm-hmm. almost two decades. So that helped us. But there's nothing like going to get takeout all the time. Mm-hmm. Or we knew the park, what time to go to the park, because that's all we did was go to the park, go yeah. to each other's house. Um, if we went out to eat, it had to be somewhere outside with not a lot of people. And I thought he was bad until I started finally going out with Kiana in the pandemic. I was like, oh, I'm just going to have to call her because this is not going to work because she on a whole nother level <laughs> of paranoia. So, <laughs> I have backed up strangers. You are too close, ma'am. Right. Yeah. Like she would like literally go off on a hostess. But my, that really helped us. And we become, we, I think that we always had strong communication. Again, the pandemic forced us to see each other and spend time in each other's presence for an extended amount of time. And even since we've been doing long distance, all we have is FaceTime outside of us um, flying back and forth. So mm-hmm. um, I think we are at a really good point. I, good. I really do. And but I always say, God and therapy helps us all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, we did premarital counseling for, I don't even know, like eight months. It was some obscene amount of time, but it was useful because we didn't know we were going to be in the house together for, for like the first two years, you know, did the y'all- last year of our relationship, pre-engagement and then marriage and all that kind of stuff. We We didn't know we would use all those tools, but they definitely came in handy. So did you go to a therapist or did you go through a counselor at church? So funny story. Our, well, not actually funny, but my grandmother's pastor, my grandmother, and my mom, their pastor is, uh, was a chaplain in the army for over 30 years. So he was licensed as a therapist and all that kind of stuff, but he's also a pastor. So he gave us a good combo of, Therapy advice plus spiritual advice where it didn't feel like too much of either one. It felt like a good middle ground and he did it virtually. And this was because he's in Houston and we we were here in Atlanta. So he gave us a lot of good tools and things to use that at the time were like, we felt like we got this. We got this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We passed that. You can, We can move past that lesson. <laughs> and then the pandemic hit and I was like, um, <laughs> let me put them notes up because I'm about to go off. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, we, we just kind of had a little more preparation um, from that standpoint. And, and honestly, we were just really excited and uh, both open to that premarital and just counseling in general. And I think that really helped um, in addition to having just a solid religious foundation. We we really were like, oh yeah, they they two they work well together, both of them. So, sorry for the weird segue, but here's part two. Jazz met him and just I think he was he was gonna be his shy self. I knew somebody else, but I just want to see how he interact with somebody because Jazz and Jeremy. Oof. Don't act like that. <laughs> don't act like Jazz and Jeremy. Don't act like Jazz and Jeremy just so much. Jazz and Jeremy are chill. Well, Jeremy's probably more chill, but Jazz is working on her chill. This ANJ over here, we we chill. So let me tell you about our premarital counsel. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's very interesting. It was virtual as well, only because 
my husband's godmother is a ther a licensed therapist and she's also a minister. So we got a good combination of the word with get, getting tools on how to work with our feelings and everything and how to communicate. It wasn't as long, a lo it wasn't a long, I think it was a couple months um, counseling session, but um, I think some things were said, we learned some things about each other and um, I'm glad we did it because now we she married us too. And um, we have someone we can call when we need help too, because he's his, he, she's his godmother. You know, she makes herself available, which is very generous. An interesting thing about dating in a serious long-term relationship in the pandemic, the pandemic caused people to realize they need therapy mm -hmm. um, for themselves and for themselves as a couple, mm -hmm. whether they were in long-term relationships and just dating or whether they were getting, they're married. Mm -hmm. You cannot find a therapist out here. So finding a relationship therapist right now is a three to four month waiting list. Um, it's easier to find if you find a church. When I started looking, I was like, oh, let's see how long we need to go premarital counseling for. Um, since being from Southern black Christian parents, that has been the question. Mm -hmm. When y'all started premarital counseling, y'all stated from the beginning that y'all wanted this to end in marriage. So what are you going to do about it? So that's like a whole nother factor to consider. Do you, how do you live up to the expectations of your parents for your relationship? Or do you not, you just brush them off? You don't because um, I know that sounds like a simple answer, but when you, I was just telling my husband the other day, we married, we got married. It was me, you and God. Respectfully, what does the word say? Clean to your wife and family, new family that you're making. And there are respectful ways to keep your business in your home and also respect your parents at the same time. And I lean into the Lord for understanding because I look at it like this. When my parents were married, it was a whole nother, oh my goodness, what was it, 70s, 60s? You know, it was a whole nother time, a whole nother scene then. So uh, even though, you know, they probably have great advice about being married, I doubt they have great advice about being married in, in 2022, <laughs> you know? So um, yeah, I, I just don't. And I'm careful about what I tell. We are careful about what we tell our extended family because when you when you tell negative things they're not going to forgive your spouse as quickly as you are pick and choose what you're going to tell don't tell all positive things because that's a lie but pick and choose and i think when i got married my, on my wedding day my um one of the best everyone will give you advice which is great the best piece of advice i got was from my cousin who said every marriage is different you have to figure out what how your marriage works for you how we deal with family so i would say obviously the the more vocal would be my side of the family um and they want me to be a southern housewife so bad and that is not me <laughs> they they want somebody cooking and cleaning and all that and that is not me and i'm okay with that and i think um growing up in a household with a single mother and a grandmother uh, very hardworking women making it happen. You know, we all just kind of 
did it all because we didn't have a man in the house, you know, after my grandfather passed. So that's not in me to be um, picking up after you, running behind you, doing all that. Um, conversely, though, cool enough, he is actually the the cook out of the two of us. So he he cooks more and, and I just clean more. So so I think my family is more used to the traditional kind of man making all the decisions, doing all the things, keeping all the finances, all that. And like our relationship is very uh, partnership. It's very much so a partnership. And um, we don't necessarily, I don't have any qualms about discussing that because a lot of times even my family will say, you know, what how y'all bank account they because they build enough to ask you know how y'all bank accounts i'm like since yes you're gonna get an answer you know so on some part on some parts i'm like maybe i shouldn't tell them that they you know but on the other hand i'm like i'm totally fine sharing with you how we manage our finances and what we do you know but it's just no it's a partnership it ain't nobody it's no it's no kings up in this land we 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 equal in here so that that's one of the things that I've, I think my family is, has struggled with in the past is just trying to comprehend where, you know, how, how, how does that work? But over time, like you were saying, you know, just the type of marriages that people had work for them. It worked for them, you know, for a man to take care of literally everything and the woman not even have any clue what's happening with the finances or any of that. And so over time, I just think it's getting more and more to, I'm not even going to say the extreme of, you know, everything completely separate and everything's just split down the middle. I don't know if everybody will get there, but I think over time, everybody will just create what works for them. Um, and to your point, you know, I hope your your family member gave you some excellent advice. Don't try to imitate anybody's marriage because number one, you don't know all the details. And number two, it's just not worth it because you don't really um benefit from it you don't get anything from trying to fit in somebody else's world so definitely i think keyword partnership within your relationship because that was something that my partner has brought up time and time again like it's a partnership within our relationship that makes mm -hmm. this work for example i know sometimes I, I i'm a planner and if stuff is not going or according to plan i can flip a little bit so mm -hmm. shut up Mm -hmm. I can't stand y'all. <laughs> mm -hmm. So when I moved oh, to the Midwest, uh, when he helped me move, and he was like, okay, we're in Target. You're fine. Get your list. We're in Walmart. I know you hate Walmart, but we stuff. This is not Charlotte. We have to go to multiple stores. Listen, 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 listen. I hate going to Walmart, but sometimes here you have to go to multiple stores to get what you need. Yeah. So he's like, we're going to have to go to multiple <laughs> stores. You're going to be fine. I hate this, but clearly we have reached this point in our relationship where he's like, uh, Amanda's melting down now. Not a read. Not a read. Now he's reading you. What do you say? Amanda's <laughs> melting down now. And it was one time, it was just like we left a wedding. We were leaving a wedding and I was in the wedding. So I had been doing stuff since the crack of dawn that morning. Yeah. And the wedding was at night. And so it's like 9.30. I've been um, pouring champagne and getting dressed and Mm -hmm. I gotta tell you, you're just in a dress. All time, Amanda. And at that, 
and trust me, by nine thirty, he was like, "You were done. Oh. You were done." He was like, "Oh, she's melting down bad. Let <laughs> me get you back to your room." <laughs> burnt out. You were burnt out. So, so, down. and the fact that he recognizes that sometime, and he just knows that we just gonna. I'm just. It's, it's time for me to just take my shower and wind down, yeah. or if I'm on Facetime, I'm just gonna sit there. I love that. It's annoying when your partner reads you, but the fact that he understands that, I, I've never had this before. So this is different for me, but he doesn't, he won't press my buttons. And I know for the same for him, I'm not gonna press his buttons if we're both like tired mm-hmm. and winding down. I feel like he's protecting you from yourself. When and sometimes when a person, when your man can call you out, eh, eh, well, let's not do what we did last spring. Like You're right, you're right, yeah. I don't wanna bring out. He's protecting you from burning all the way out by letting you know, hey, we're at a 10, <laughs> you know? So um, I think that's actually a nice thing because a lot of, I've, hear, I've heard some men don't even recognize what, what's going on with their woman. So that's a good thing. And when they're observant, I think that's so funny because I be feeling, I feel like I know myself, right? But I'm also not perceiving myself all the time. And so... When somebody who's perceiving you tells you what they seeing and it's not this, what I've created in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, let me go sit down. Let me go. Because I know with Jeremy, he'll tell, I'll get all excited about something. And I'll be like, oh, I got this going on. I got this happening. And it, he's like, you know, you ain't going to do three of those things on that list because you're going to be tired after item one and two. And then you're going to, you know, like reading me down. And I'll be like, don't you dare. And then two days later, I'm like, why did I do this? I can't do this. <laughs> you know, I'm doing exactly what he said I was going to do, you know, from overextending myself or overbooking so many days. And, it, you know, he's like, you already know you ain't going to be able to do that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. And then by the time it's done, I am on E. Mm-hmm. And I can't understand why I didn't just stop myself, you know, after event number two or event number one. And so it's just, yeah, it, it is, it is, but it's nice knowing that, you know, even though he knows that I'm going to, there are going to be some times where I just do too much. I'm comfortable now being like, I'm not doing it. And, and I'm, and I'm not doing nothing here either. Like I'm not doing nothing nowhere. I'm sitting down and I am fueling this back up. And that may look like laying on the couch, scrolling on TikTok for an obscene amount of time, but that is what I want to do. Thank you. And I'm glad he recognized that because I've been at Jazz's house. But again, she's on You e. too. You know how obsessed she I am. already know. The TV going to go, keep it on. The Kardashians going to come on. She already tells me we're going to get food while we out because we're not coming back out the house. I'm like, I'm not your man. What you mean? I can't go nowhere. Uh-uh. We sitting in the house on the couch we. for the rest of the night. Like, I we. we. <laughs> so, like, no, uh, so okay. I, so... Because w- that's why I will say I was interested to see how Jazz is going to conform to being married. Because not I conform. Seen- I did not conform. I had to come up with beats. Conform. No conform. Not no conform, conform, but adjust to it. Yeah. Just like adjust. y'all were going to be interested to see how I was going to act. And yeah. Oh, because I'm ready. I'm ready to call you out. Let me tell you something. Things, characteristics about you should not change. Your mm-hmm. personality, what you love, what you what you hate, what you believe in. Marriage should reinforce those things. Your spouse should reinforce those things. You should stick together, come together like a puzzle. So there's no 
There's no confirmation, not in 2022. So, okay, so that was something for me. Thinking, listening to your old school family members thing. And so I was like, so how do I become somebody's wife? What am I supposed to be doing now for myself? Besides, of course, asking the therapist. But when I said something about that to him, he was like, what are you talking about? That's not a thing. Uh, I just want the woman I fell in love with. This extra whatever <laughs> superwoman thing you think you need to put on, you don't. I was like, okay. You can hurt yourself trying to be other folks' expectations of a wife. That part. That's mental health. You have to really, mental health is, you were saying earlier how the pandemic taught a lot of people that they need therapy. And I completely agree. I know a lot of folks in therapy and, uh, and Amanda knows this about me. I meditate. I have worship, not every day. That's my therapy. <laughs> okay. There is study, there is worship, there is praise every day. And then if I can do it at least three times a day, I hit the gym because I have to let out all any type of aggressive energy overflow that is not productive to my family and marriage. I got to leave that at the gym. Mm-hmm. So mental health, it really is important. And, um, in your marriage and the worst thing I think a woman can do especially a a woman of color is to try to live up to what grandma big mama and all them did Mm -mm. listen everything is not going to get done around this house we are we are professionals we're going to have to use some of these professional coins and hire people who love to cut grass to cut grass and I'm working on hiring someone, hiring someone or a company that really likes to clean, like deep clean. Because <laughs> yeah. you just wear yourself out trying to trying to be a traditional homemaker. I love how you described it earlier. I'm a business owner. I'm a businessman. Come on. Yeah. I can't do it all. And I'm a mother. So the kids are priority. This is a lot. And then we throw in kids, it's like a whole, I'm well just aware know. of wanting the extra luxuries in life, like cleaning ladies and yeah. meal prep services and all that. Yeah. That is a requirement for the madams who meet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is a requirement. Yeah. You cannot pour from an empty cup. That is true. That mm-hmm. is true. Because when you burn out, you you burn out. Thanks for listening to Media and the Madams. See you next time. One love, Amory Scott.